Hello and welcome to an all new episode of the Spotlight Underground. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys tonight. And let me introduce my lovely co-host. I'm going to start off with the one and only Lauren. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. And I know we haven't been on for a last couple of weeks, but I'm glad that we're here tonight. Yes, me as well. I'm just so excited for tonight's show. All right. And also joining us is the lovely Janelle. How are you doing, Janelle? I am doing great, Kente and Lauren. I'm just so happy to be back with the show and with you two. It's always fun to join the show and, and talk about these great topics. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yes, yes. And, uh, of course, we love participation. There's many ways you can do that. Uh, one way you can do that is you can go to our website, indyradio.org. That's indyradio.org. And another way you can participate is uh, you can call in. The number is 323-522-4601. That's 323-522-4601. All right. Now that we got that business out the way, we're not going to even play around. Uh, let's get straight into the topic. So I'm going to hand the mic over to you, Lauren. What are we talking about tonight? All right. Well, the first topic, which I'm actually very excited to talk about myself, is can you learn to be passionate about someone if there's no chemistry at first? Um, Janelle, would you like to answer that one? <laughs> yes, I would. Because um, my mind has just been percolating on that one since I heard the topic earlier. So <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, look, I believe anything can happen, right? Anything is possible. Do I think it's the norm? No. <laughs> um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily normal to manufacture chemistry, if you will. Um, I think it can happen later on for some people um, if the opportunity presents itself, but then that's the thing. The opportunity would have to present itself. If you're not really what I call that, you know, the whole checking for, you know, I love that check, the term checking for you or checking for someone. If you're not checking for that person, like, in that, that kind of regard, I don't think that any chemistry can be formed. So... Um, you know, but if there's there's opportunities where you're actually going out with this person and continuing the communication, com continuing having certain kind of moments together, that anything is possible to happen later on where you might not have felt those kind of stirrings for them before. So, um, but I think that when there's generally not chemistry between people, I don't think that they're likely to create the moments that would lead to such chemistry later on. That's what I feel. So, I don't know. Maybe what, do you all feel the same? Or is there some difference in your opinion on that, Lauren? Um, well, I'm not really sure. I'm a little bit conflicted about this because if I was to go off of experience, I've had some situations where there was no chemistry, no attraction or anything between um, me and an ex. And then, you know, of course, for them to become an ex, we eventually um, 
got together. And then there was the instance where there was no chemistry and no attraction. And I still tried to work something out because they continuously pursued me and it stayed that way. And, um, I honestly feel like you, you, you can't be passionate about someone at that time if there's no chemistry, because that's what builds the passion is the chemistry between the two. So I, I really feel like you can't at that time, but as you said, Janelle, anything can happen further on down the line because there might be some characteristics about this person that may attract you that you didn't know of before and the attraction can build and the chemistry can build between you and that person. So I think that's my that's my opinion on that. What about you, Kente? You know, um, I really believe that, you know, you have to define what is chemistry, right? Um, is chemistry this thing, this imaginary thing that happens right when you meet somebody? Or is it something that's earned? Is it something that, you know, be being around somebody long enough that you start building chemistry? I think some of us, we look for instant chemistry. We look for that person that the minute we meet them, we just know they're the one. I don't know if it always is like that. You know, I think a lot of times I think that's what hurts us is because we didn't feel whatever right away that we discount a person. But to be honest with you, when I look back and think of all the relationships I've ever had nine times out of ten, the better ones were the ones that it grew into a respect. It grew into a, a love or grew into something where we were you know, where we built up chemistry. And so I think that if this person seems that they are, they are, um, potential, you know, I would say, give it time and then possibly the chemistry will happen. And then the chemistry will lead to passion, you know? And, and then, you know, we got to define what exactly is chemistry is chemistry just lust, you know? Because if we think about it, probably the people we lust for the most, that physical animal attractions, probably nine times out of 10, they turn out to be the worst person for us. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was very well said. I got to agree with that. Um, Because chemistry, you're right. Chemistry and passion, I don't think that they are the same animal. You know what I mean? Um, I think that chemistry leads to passion. I, I think that, you know, that chemistry does fuel passion. And so, um, because the initial chemistry you have with someone can, you know, cause you to want to want to know more, want to go there more. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe chemistry is like a little crush you have. It's like a crush. And the passion you build afterwards is because you got to know them. It's because you, you know, sat and talked with them and got to know them on a human level, not just the physical level, you know. So I think that that's what drives certain passion, if you will, after that. <clears throat> because passion is way deeper than chemistry, I think. It's, it's, 
it's definitely it dry, it's a, it's like a driving force, if you will, um, for anything in life. Passion is so yeah. I think we we you know I want to go back to what I was uh, speaking on. I think we have to really think about you know the we've been I'm sure we've all been in situations where the person that we were messing around with or involved with um, we had a great sexual chemistry, meaning that mm-hmm. you know when our uh, when our uglies bumped, it was awesome, mm-hmm. right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the relationship was good or decent or whatever. And sometimes, you know, it was, eh, you know, the actual relationship part of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a real serious question. Like, how much stock do we put into that? Like, how important is it? I mean, we all want our bells rung, right? But Oh, yeah. But then again, though, if that's all the person does for you is ring that bell, you know, you know how significant really it is, and also is that something that we want to build our future on? The fact that that person, you know, uh, tickles our fancy or whatever you want to call it, uh, oh so well. But you know, uh, you know, because I'll be honest with you, the best sex partners I've had probably weren't the best girlfriends I've had. You know, um, I don't know if there's a correlation there or, you know, like I, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I just find that interesting that, you know, you normally don't get the same in one person. Uh, so I don't know. You know, that's something to really to study. Like, why does it seem that way that it seems like the person that you just love to have sex with or, you know, or to be intimate with? a lot of times they fail so much in other regards. And it makes me wonder, like people who've mastered the art of passion and uh, uh, the art of seducing or the art of making love making, a lot of times they put all their eggs in that basket. They have nothing else to author, offer. So, you know, I just find it, I find well, it really interesting. I can say. No, I was just saying, I find that very interesting. Well, um, I have to go off of basically what you and Janelle said. And when it comes to chemistry, I feel like a lot of people get that confused with just us. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel as if if the sexual the sexual part of the chemistry is there, then everything is okay. But it's it's way more than just the sexual. You have the sexual, the spiritual, the physical the mental, the emotional, it's every aspect of it that has to be involved in order for um, in order for anything to work out when it comes to uh, relationships. And a lot of people just focus on the sexual part. That's true. That's true. You know, philosophically, I, and I would love to ask you ladies this question, well, I'm about to ask you ladies this question, this question is... Do you think as a people, um, do you think that maybe we ask too much of our, of our potential mates or do you, or you may think we don't ask enough of them. Like we want someone to check so many boxes and I'm wondering, is that fair? You know, is that, you know, is that fair? Uh, we want someone who, you know, has the chemistry who, you know, we have wonderful sex with, uh, they are financially stable. They are good, you know, attractive. 
they are educated they are you know just all these boxes right and the the, the thing right. is if pe- humans are hu- human right we're all humans right so a, you know, it's very rare that someone checks all these boxes. And a lot of times we, we get into this thing where we're like, man, you know, they do like eight of my my uh, 15 things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like dang, they, if they had like five more, <laughs> you know, they would be the person. So, you know, think about it, though, like think about it, like. You know, we want so much from our mates, you know, to fulfill all of these needs. And we feel like, you know, you only live once. So, you know, uh, you know, if we don't get someone that does all these things, you know, I feel like I'm not getting what I deserve in life. And we've talked about the whole I deserve crap. So I don't know. Well, I, I would like to answer that question for you, Kente. Um, When it comes to that, I feel like. Everybody has their, um, everybody has their, their checklist made out and everybody knows what they want. You know, you want the look, you want the education, you want the great sex, you want, uh, like me, I can tell you what my list consists of and I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. My list. Consists of the look, mm-hmm. the way you talk to me, the way you treat me. Mm-hmm. I want you to know how. I don't want to just claim the house by myself. Um, I want someone that wants children. I want someone that has patience. Okay, the list goes on and on, you know, but what you have to ask yourself is. Are you willing to accept someone who may not have all of those qualities? Like, you know, I've actually wondered why I couldn't find somebody. And that was because my expectations were extremely high. And I had to start crossing some of those things off of my list. And now I'm to the point where I can accept a man that don't know how to cook. I'm an excellent cook. I can teach them how to cook. Boom, that's one X out, um, you know, one thing I can X off my list. You're so kind. <laughs> you know, if we, if he's really not a, a, a cleaner, he doesn't like to clean, he might be a little bit messy, you know, I can make a fun activity out of it. Boom, that's another X. I can X off my checklist. You know, it's just a matter of whether you're willing to, to accept a, a a person that you're interested in if they don't qualify so to speak to your checklist. Am I, am I a weirdo though because I don't know there's something about someone being flawed in certain ways that it it I don't know it's like I don't want I wouldn't want someone who was quote unquote perfect you know like mm-hmm. I don't know I think sometimes it's our flaws as a uh, as human beings that you know that make us who us who we are right i remember uh i don't right. know have you ever seen this movie called goodwill hunting yes okay do you remember i don't know if you remember when robin williams was talking about his uh late dead uh, his dead wife uh um and he was talking about how he missed her and he was talking about one of the things he missed was she used to fart in the bed 
and he you know what I mean like that he like he had these wonderful fond memories of his wife letting one go letting him go in the bed you know <laughs> which is not a wonderful thing <laughs> you know but he appreciated that he was so in love with her that even the fact that she did these nasty farts in the bed he missed that about her you know that that she was missing and I think I don't know like I wonder though the, sometimes do we want our mates to be so perfect that we you know like maybe we should appreciate some of our flaw, fall, faults or flaws or whatever you know maybe not the farting in the bed but you know uh, something equivalent to that I guess well yeah you know at the end of the day you know we have to be more realistic with our with what we would like from our mates you know the expectations that we place on uh, our mates and the relationships that we have. Um, we have to know exactly what our deal breakers are and the things that we can accept. You know, there are some imperfections that we can accept, you know, and then there are some things that we know that are more red flags for us in terms of making us more angry or more hurt that we would not like to deal with, so we don't deal with them. Um, so, you know, I don't think that anyone wants anyone perfect because they know they themselves are not perfect and they wouldn't want to have to live up to a perfect expectation on their side of the situation. So I, anybody who wants somebody perfect, to me, they don't even realize how how damaging that could be for their, for their, for their selves, not only, you know, mentally but emotionally as well. Is it, you know, for someone to have to live up to a certain standard that they themselves could not live up to, that would damage their self-esteem, I would think, you know, to, to, to have to keep feeling like, oh, this person is just so perfect, so I have to come up to their level or whatever in their own mind. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, and again, it, it could just be in their own mind, the perfection. You know, it could be just their own perception of the person. But my, my point is to say is that you have to know what things you can accept and you have to know what things you cannot accept. And be very clear on those right. things, um, and not and not and not try and act like, oh well, let me accept that thing even though I don't like it because I like the way he looks. So I'm accept that thing because oh, I like the way she does in bed. No, you have to be very clear on those things and just rock it out, you know, and just be very, um, uh, very uh, consistent in that thing that you do not like or you do like. And maintain that. Like for, for example, just give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. One of my pet peeves is a hypocrite. I cannot stand a hypocrite. I, I'm telling y'all, hypocrisy is like, yeah, <laughs> definitely something I cannot accept from anybody that I'm dating. So with that being said, <laughs> I I know that if hypocrisy is one of my red flags, it's going to be one of the things that's going to make me angry. It's going to make me cuss you out. It's going to make me feel some type of way. I'm not going to be with a guy that's a hypocrite. I'm just not going to do it. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how good you are in bed. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> but could I accept, now this is a flaw, I feel like I could accept a guy, like you said, that might not cook, for example, or a guy that might not be as clean. For me, I don't need a neat freak. I just need a guy who doesn't who does mess up. Because for me, if we clean, let it stay clean. That's the kind of person I am. I don't jump away. Right. I don't jump up. So at least I want the kind of guy that doesn't junk up. <laughs> you know, even if you're not a knee freak, don't be a junkie, junkie person. You know, be, you know, at least mindful to, to keep it neat where you where you are. 
and not be so you know i don't need a person that's a neat freak and i don't feel like oh if he's not a neat freak then that's not a quality i want to deal with no but just don't be junky <laughs> that's all i say so long story short they, there are some things that you can accept that are not you know so ideal and then there are other things you cannot accept regardless of the situation right let me let me ask you ladies this question what if you're mm-hmm. dating someone, someone that you like quite a bit, you think they're they're cool, whatever, but then you meet someone that's connected to them and you feel like you have more chemistry with that person. What do you oh. do? You say, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, my God. You take that one first, Lord. <laughs> Okay, well, since I just got thrown under the bus, um, <laughs> um, I've definitely been there, and um, I can honestly admit sometimes, well, there was an instance where I didn't make the right decision, and there was an instance where I feel like I did make the right decision. Um, oh, man. I feel like... It, it depends on the relationship that you have with the person and then the relationship that they have, you know, because I had an instance where two brothers, you know, both wanted to date me, and that I can't do. I can't do it, you know, because there there's principles and morals that a person should have, and I feel like if I'm if I was dating one brother... And then the other brother is like, oh, well, he's not good for you. I want to date you, and you should give me a try. I'm not going to deal with that. And if it continues to be an issue, you know, as far as, like, fighting and and arguing and, you know, all that nonsense, I'm not going to deal with it at all. I'm going to remove myself from the situation completely because that's an uncomfortable situation. Now, there was an instance where... I had, um, I was dating one guy and his, I guess you could call it his frenemy. One minute they were cool, then they were fussing about something completely ridiculous. And I did feel as if the chemistry between me and the other guy was more, was a little stronger. Um, and... I'm not going to lie to you guys. I did uh, begin. I left him alone, the guy I was um, dating, and I started dating the guy who I felt like the chemistry was a little stronger between him and I. And it still did not work out. So I, I really don't agree with that at all. I feel like if you're with someone, you know, just try to stick it out with that person unless it's completely unbearable. Because sometimes you make the wrong decisions based off of, like I said before, off of lust or sex appeal or maybe he has everything on your checklist but his freaking personality stinks or her personality stinks. So, I mean, sometimes it it can work out, but due to my own personal experience, I don't feel like that is a good idea. Mm. What about you, Janelle? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to agree with um, Lauren. Chemistry 
does not always equal the best relationship. You know, it could only really fuel a sexual kind of passion for someone and not the other aspects of a more um, mental, emotional, spiritual connection that you could have with someone. Um, so if I met, <laughs> in that case, if I met someone that I had more chemistry with um, that was, you know, related to or friends with someone I was dating, you know, would I um, initially pursue that? No, I don't think I would at all. I think that I would remain true to the person whom I was dating. Um, right. uh, you know, I would definitely remain true and not, you know, do anything untoward with the friend or relative um, that I met of um, the guy that I'm dating. Um, now, if things did not work out between the one I was dating um, and you know, I still had a connection with the other person and was still in communication with them, then I would, I would, I would like to think I would pursue something, especially if the, the guy that I was dating, we weren't really serious or an item or exclusive or anything. Um, I would pursue something with the guy that I had chemistry with outside of that. Um, and, and, you know, and, and of course, I would have a conversation with the first guy I was dating and let them know you know, I, I would like to, you know, I'm, I'm going to start talking to your friend. I would let them know I'm a very honest person. You know, a lot of people aren't as honest as I am. They would just kind of go sneak off and do the thing. I'm more honest than that. I like to, you know, be honest and tell people what my intentions are in certain situations. You know, it might not be what everybody else would do, but I try to do that. Because I know on the flip side, I would want people to be honest with me. So that's why I'm more open about these kind of things. Because at the end of the day, well, you know, we're all adults. I think we should be able to, you know, express ourselves and say, okay, this is what we want and not have fear of reprisal or fear of, you know, some kind of, oh, I can't do these things. No, we're all, we all have free will and we should be able to do what we want to do, but at least give a person right. a heads up about what we want to do. That's all I'm saying. Give a person a heads up. I think that's, that's just a respectful well, thing Well, I, I do agree with that, Janelle, but you have to be careful with that because it can come off as throwing it in someone's face. For example, if I was dating a guy named Bill and Jimmy was his friend and me and Bill didn't work out and I started talking to Jimmy knowing that they had a connection, it can come off as you throwing it in his face versus you just trying to let him know what's going on. It depends on how the person takes it. That's kind of a touchy subject, you know, when you stop dating someone and you start dating his friend or her right. friend. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, I do agree with, agree with the agree fact that you have Right. I agree with the fact that you have to be honest about it, but mm -hmm. not to the point where it's like, oh yeah, well I'm dating Jimmy now and me and Jimmy are so happy because he can look at you like, well what in the world are you telling me this for? I don't care. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's just right. it, it's it, it it's a thin line between throwing it in someone's face and trying to be honest with them. They might not take it how you meant it. Right. Oh, I oh I totally agree with that. Um, that because you're right. Everybody has different perception. Everybody has different ways they want to take news like that. Um, I just think that for me, I just like to I just like to know. Look. I, I can I can physically go and physically tell a person, not for them not to find out in the street. 
because it's, it's different because right. the streets talk. The streets talk. <laughs> you know, the streets yes, talk. they do. So it's like, would you want that person to find out from the streets, or would you want them to find out from you? And and that's what I always say is that I can control the narrative, or I can I can at least tell you from the horse's mouth what happened because the streets uh-huh. are not going to always get it right, of course. You know, and that and that's understood. But you know, so that's why I would say, come to look. I come look. I come. I come straight to the horse, and I, I like to. I like to bring you the horse. Here we are. <laughs> you know, this is what it right. is. And you don't have to, you know, question it or 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 get get the wrong story. Here's the actual story and what happened. <clears throat> and again, like you said, right. it's just about the way you approach it. Don't be disrespectful when you when you approach the situation. I really do right. believe that it's not what you say; it's how you say certain things in certain situations. Absolutely. What about you, Kente? Um, I wouldn't do it. I've been in situations before where I did meet somebody and, uh, I, you know, I met somebody um, who was connected to the person I was dating. And I really felt like, man, I kind of wish I met them first. You know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> you know, but I, but I never, I never pursued it. I just said, well, the, those are the breaks. You know what I mean? Like I just accepted that, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. So because uh, I wouldn't be happy if somebody did that to me. So I wouldn't, you know, I would feel some kind of way. Because the best thing about breaking up with somebody is that they go away and disappear you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so for them to be like now they're like with your homeboy and now every time you see your homeboys he, you know what i mean it's like what i thought i got rid of her you know so <laughs> so you know you know that that's how i how i am all right so uh um i think this is a good time to move on to our second topic okay i do agree um, our second topic is based off of gender roles. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard a woman's place is in the kitchen and a man's place is in the work in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, that this topic it means a lot to me personally because. I have been, and I'm I'm going to get a little deep with you guys. I've been in uh, terrible relationships where it was a duty for me to be domesticated. It was a duty for me to, quote, unquote, be the lady in the relationship and watch the kids and clean the kitchens and wash the laundry and now, don't get me wrong. I'm very domesticated. I do it when I'm in a relationship with someone. I do it because it brings joy to me. I do it because I want to keep my man happy. I do it because I don't like being in cluttered spaces, and I like to cook, and I love children. But it it, it becomes a different story, or it becomes a different scenario when a woman feels as if it's her duty to do so. Um, I've had men in my past tell me, well, your your job is to be in the kitchen and cook my meal when I get off of work. And that alone makes me not want to be domesticated. I don't want to cook if you tell me I have to. I want to wash the drawers if you tell me I have to. 
don't want to watch no kids. I don't have any children personally, but I've dated guys who, who've, who've had children of their own from past relationships. I love children. I really, I'm always around children for some reason, and I don't have any. But if you make me feel like I have to, then that's when I, be, I become stubborn. Um, I don't want to do it if you make me feel like that's all you're in a relationship with me for. And as far as, you know, a man's role, naturally a man's role um, is to bring home the bacon, so to speak. You know, so I do feel like a man should be able to support for his family, should be able to, I'm sorry, should be able to provide for his family. And I do also feel like it is okay for a woman to have a job. I don't know why a lot of men feel like they don't want their woman to go to work. That has to be something within that guy, has to be some kind of insecurity that he has within himself to the point where he doesn't want his woman to be around other men. But that's a whole nother story and a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. <laughs> but I feel like the gender roles are overrated to me. I mean, you. I feel like a man and a woman, they do things within their gender and within their role in that relationship because they want to, not because they feel as if they have to. I feel like it's an option and it shouldn't have to be anything other than an option. That's just my take on it. What about you, Kente? I want you to go Um, I, I Look, my issue about the whole anti-gender role thing is it seems like the, we get screwed in, in this whole equation because the gender roles are supposed to we're supposed to get rid of gender roles yeah you know that affect women but the ones that are pro women and that uh that are beneficial to women no we want to keep those we still you know we still you you have to pay on the first uh, well shoot every time we go out uh we still if the the burglar <laughs> is coming in you know what? Since we're getting rid of we're getting rid of gender roles, you know what? Here's the bad, honey. Go figure it out. You know, <laughs> like when the lawn when it's time to mow the lawn, I don't. You never hear a woman say, "You know what? Because I'm anti-gender roles, I'm going to go out and mow the lawn." No, you never ever hear that. So it's a bunch of bullshit to me because if you really want to get rid of gender roles, then let's get rid of them all across the board. So when the ship is going down, everybody can get off the boat at the same time because we got rid of gender roles. You know, I guess the kids get off first. But then after that, it's a free-for-all. You know, uh, so, you know, it's like, oh, here's the 800-pound, 800-pound uh, whatever. Honey, You, I know you got it because we got rid of gender roles. So you pick it up, baby. I'm going to go sip some uh, lemonade. No. <laughs> so. See, that's, why, that's why I say I feel like it should be an option because anybody if you feel like you have to do it then you know it's not an know, option for me if someone breaks in the house 
if someone breaks in the house, it's not an option. Go ahead, I'm sorry. If somebody breaks mm-hmm. in the house, it's not an option. It's not. All right, let's do rock paper scissors. <laughs> you know, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, naturally, yeah. If I have a man and I hear something strange, baby, go get that. No, I'm gonna wake you up, and, you know, because you know, you you can handle a situation such, as such better than I can, but. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it should be an option. It's it, you should want to do it. You should. You should want right, to do it. To you shouldn't do it just because you, you feel like you it. need to, but you should right. do it because you want to. You want to protect your lady. You want to protect your you children. You should want to. You should want to wash the dirty drawers. You should want to protect <laughs> protect the dirty drawers from funk. You should want that. <laughs> you know what? And you're you're right. I mean, I do things when I'm in a relationship with someone. I'm the type of person I give my all. You know, I give a hundred percent of me in order to equal fifty percent in a relationship. And those types of things, I don't mind doing it. Granted, I hate doing laundry. Since you want to bring up washing the drawers. I hate doing laundry, but it's something that I do because I know it needs to be done. And, you know, granted, I don't, especially if my man is working a 12-hour shift every day, come home and he's tired, I want you to be happy when you come home. I don't want you to be frustrated with me because you had a bad day at work. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have the house clean. If we have children, the children are going to be intact. I'm going to, you know, have the laundry done, the dinner at the table when you come home. Why am I going to have that done? Because I want to satisfy you because I want to make you happy. Not because you told me I have to do so. Right. And I think that's what it, that's really what it boils down to, Lauren. And that's what I was, I was trying to cut in and say is that I think that it's all about the desire and the will to do it. It's, it's about not feeling forced to do it, not feeling controlled, because that's, that a lot of times relationships can turn into that kind of dynamic. And I don't think anybody right. wants to feel controlled or feel even used. That's another word you could feel. You can either feel controlled or you could feel used. And nobody wants to feel controlled or used. Everybody wants to right. feel like they're valued. Everybody wants to feel like they're doing something because they're doing it for the collective good of the household as well as something that's, you know, beneficial for the relationship sake. So, of course, but you don't want to feel like you're being controlled to do those things or use. You want to feel like you, well, your contribution matters, like you are, and you're appreciated. <laughs> I'm not saying that it has to be about always saying thank you, thank you, thank you. It's about not complaining. <laughs> just not complaining is for in the permission. You know, right. not you have to show that appreciation. Exactly. Just not just not because again, I don't have to always hear a thank you. But I, but the complaints are anti appreciative. You know, um let's work on just, you know, hey, if you see something out of place, let me just okay, let me fix it. I'm not even gonna say nothing to her, I'm just gonna fix it. Or and then right. maybe later on when I'm calling down, maybe I'll mention well, baby, I, you know, I did that because I don't like it that way. And, you know, just have a calm conversation, not address it when it's going on at that moment. I'm sorry. Because, you know, again, it's the right way to do It's the right way to do or say anything or address anything. Um, to, to, to Remember, to just keep conflict down. But at the end of the day, right. you want to feel like your contribution matters, like you feel appreciated. 
you're not feeling used or controlled to do so, and that, you know, you're a productive member of the household and the relationship as a whole. And I, I got to call. I got to call Bull on that. I'm gonna tell you why. Why? In all the relationships I've ever been in, I when I throw out the trash, take out the trash, I ain't never heard thank you. All right, I never <laughs> mowed the line. For the record, I did say, and you know, I don't have to hear a thank you. I did say that. I said as long as there's no complaining about. Women complain all the time. If you didn't take out the trash fast enough, if you didn't do this, that's mm-hmm. enough. If it, like, I'm like, cry me a river. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sitting there like, really? Like, believe me. Well, you ain't I mean, never heard of the honeydew list? If I asked you to take out the trash at Have you ever heard of the honeydew list? Because the trash man is going to come at 6 o'clock and you mm. wait until 5.30 to take it out. I'm going to appreciate the fact that you took it out, but it's just like, well, gracious, why Why did you have to wait? I'm, I mean, I probably wouldn't say anything about it, but I'll, in the back of my head, I'll be like, why did you have to procrastinate about it? Well, <laughs> I mean... But have you ever heard of the honey-do list? You, have you ever heard of the honey-do list? No, I have not. It's an old saying, yeah. basically. <laughs> it's basically what men have to do to keep their wife... Or their girlfriends happy, and it's not you ain't got no damn options. It's no, it ain't no. Oh, you could tap out of it. So give me a break with the being forced. You guys act like well, it's you know, you know, 1930. Happy wife, happy life. We've had that conversation. Right. Too. I ain't never heard happy dude. You get some food. I don't. I never heard nothing like that before. So. I, <laughs> well, look, look, look. But but that's true though. Yeah, I think I I understand like some women, I'll agree with this. There are some guys that are absolutely insane and they're, you know, they're like, you know, they're, they're almost demonic the way that they treat certain women, you know, when it comes to making them do certain things. But the vast majority of, Mm -hmm. but let's just be honest though. That's not the norm. So what we're saying is, there's women that don't do shit. They don't I mean, believe me. I live in the capital of women not wanting to do shit, and that is Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Los Angeles, what? Yes, the women out here are. They don't want to do nothing. They don't cook. They don't oh, clean. Poor women in Los they Angeles. Y'all getting a bad rap right now. Poor baby. They don't do nothing. That's why we have to import women from other places because the women out here don't do nothing. All they, the only thing they can offer you is I'm cute, and uh, you can, you know, you can take me to an expensive restaurant. Like I, I remember, a girl told me one time. She said that she didn't want to work, that she wanted to, you know, basically she wanted a situation where the guy paid for everything. And then she said, and I would want a um, a maid um, so that, you know, she could what? do all the cleaning. And I'm saying, like, what the fuck are you doing? Excuse my French, but what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, well, <laughs> well, I, I don't like to do I don't really like to clean. So if we can get a maid who can cook. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? If you're not, I mean, that would, that maid would be you, sweetie. <laughs> You'd be the, the maid. 
Like that's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Like you know, but like I said, I, I hear what you what you're saying. You know, to a certain degree, and I agree with it. But I think they overstated it a little bit, and I think that's see that's one of the reasons. I think the lack of gender roles and being established is one of the reasons why marriage has gone down because men are not doing the traditional male male things and women are not doing traditional uh, female things and what happens is then what's also traditional marriage right so you're starting to see that more or less if you think about it if if I'm okay I'm a man of 2017 right I hook up with a woman right nowadays you know she makes about you know she makes either the same or more money than me right um, right. Also, uh, she's not domestic at all, you know, and has no desire to be. A lot of women nowadays don't even want really children. Uh, they really don't want children. And plus, they don't want to take your last name anymore because that's old. That's old patriarchal society crap. We're not going to even do that. And you know what? If we have a kid together, we, you know what? Why should it be your last name? Maybe it should be my last. You know, now that, you know, you hear all of that kind of stuff. And then, mm-hmm. so it's like, why marry? You know, uh, exactly. You know, well, we're in a sexual relationship. The sex is good. Uh, that doesn't sound like a wife. That sounds like a homie that you're screwing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so right. You know, uh, like me, I value. Like me per- personally, I value a woman who can take care of a household. I love that. Like I do put a lot of value in it. And I feel like if you're with a guy that doesn't value that, then you're correct. You don't need to be with that person. And you shouldn't give yourself in that way to someone who doesn't value your contributions. But I want my woman Mm -hmm. to also value the fact that I'm putting bread on the table and that I am being the protector and I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm all for gender roles, but it has to be earned though. Like, like if you want to be that woman who doesn't work and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff, then, you know, if you're a, if you earn that, then you deserve it. If I want to be a guy that when I come home and there's dinner made and all of the other stuff that you hear guys saying, I have to earn that. I have to put the food in the refrigerator so that she has something to cook. I need to provide the house for her to live in, you know? So I feel like gender roles, if they're earned, if the person does what they're supposed to do, then they should by all means. But if the person ain't doing that, hell no, don't cook for him. No, don't, don't wash (laughs) his dirty drawers, you know? Uh, And, you know, and vice versa. So that, that's my take. Well, let, let me just say this too, because, you know, the, Along with women changing the dynamic of marriage, men have changed the dynamic of marriage, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that on the flip side, you know, women are, you know, also expected to do certain things as, you know, wives in certain situations as well that we, you know, don't always agree with on see eye to eye on either. Um, And I just think that, you know, <laughs> and then we also, oh, we're not even going to get into the fact that, you know, if, if, if the woman isn't doing certain things in the bedroom, for example, you know, there's a whole other dynamic that we have to understand that, she, 
Now we got to worry about, okay, now this guy's going to be going out and get him some on the side or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, it's, it's it's another whole dynamic where you think, okay, well, a woman has to fulfill her duties as well in the bedroom and she, she's not. Then, you know, the man is like, he's going to go out and get his, um, get his on the side. And right. so that's a whole other dynamic that we as women have to con- be concerning ourselves with and be like, oh, well, we better do our duties in that bedroom or else he's going to go out and cheat. <laughs> and some women don't care. And some women won't, you know, do their wifely bedroom duties and will allow a man to, you know, just go out and roam and do his thing. But, you know, again, so, right. so there's, some, there's some changes and dynamics in these relationships now, too. A lot more open marriages, if you will. Where you know they're they're just, hey, they're just like hey, this is you know we married yeah but you go out and have your fun go out and have my fun and I'm like what <laughs> again what's the point of getting married for all of that you know it's I guess it's just now business it's more business than it is about sex and relationships and 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 love and <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's more business oriented now about who can get the right insurance or who can you know. <laughs> Uh, I don't you know, know. I actually know someone. Who, 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 I really? know a woman. Marriage? Yeah, yeah, I actually know um, a woman. She's actually a friend of mine. She's a little, well, she's a little older than me. And we were having a conversation about marriages. And mm-hmm. she came out and said, I refuse to perform oral sex on my husband. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> because, you know, nine times out of ten, that is a requirement to keep your man. Your man wants you to perform oral sex on him. Right. And I'm just like, you, you you, know, you don't do that. Like, why don't you do it? And she just explained how gross it was to her, how disgusting mm-hmm. it was, and it was just absolutely repulsive to her. And I'm just like, well, is he faithful to you? And she was just like, no. I said, and you can accept that? And she was just like, yeah. She was like, let me school you. And she says, there's just some things that I'm not willing to do with my husband, and he can accept that. Therefore, I can accept him being with another woman. And I said, well, let me school you, honey. I don't want my man to be creeping out or, well, he wasn't creeping, he accepted it. I don't want my man to get his sexual pleasure from another woman. Now, granted, there are some things that we may experience together, mm-hmm. but if you are, if my man is trying to go out to get sexual pleasure from another woman, I'm going to ask him, like, baby, what is it that I'm not doing right? Let me know. Because I want to be able to to satisfy my man wholeheartedly, 100%. And whatever else we decide to do on the side, you know, that's our business. We're going to do what we're going to do. But (laughs) I don't want my man to be like, okay, well, she's not performing oral right, so I got to go to another woman or she doesn't back it up right or she. Her, her vagina's too loose, or whatever the case may be. That's not, I, I can't accept that. And, you know, I'm not throwing shade to any woman that can accept that. I just don't see what the purpose of you being in a relationship or being married to this person is you cannot have each other wholeheartedly 100%. Right. 
Yeah, like I said before, don't get me wrong. I do understand being in a relationship and you want to try something different. You you tell him, baby, I want you to hang me upside down and whatever, dang this coochie out, excuse my language, whatever the case may be. If you want to try something different with your man, I, I have nothing against that because there are some things that, you know, I would like to try in my relationship that I have never done before. But to go out and get it from another person, another man or another woman, because your partner is not satisfying you properly, I just feel like that's something that you guys should should work out because there's no reason if you have to, to be with another woman or be with another man, there's no reason for you to even be married or be in a quote-unquote committed relationship. How is that a committed Real relationship? Quick, Real quick, did you ask her if she never gave oral before or she's just not giving it to her husband? I also wanted to know that. Yeah, she actually said that she tried it in her past relationship and it's she even tried it with her husband, but it repulses her. It makes her feel dirty or it makes her feel like a whore because she's putting a penis in her mouth. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, baby. I'll be that whore for my husband. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. If you can't be a whore for your husband, who? I mean, that's that's the right thing. That's a wrong. That's a right thing to feel dirty and and you know whorish for your husband. That's that's because the the marriage thing is not defiled. This is it, what it's supposed to be. <laughs> if anything, she should have felt that you. in her past in her past relationship. If I could see, she felt that way with her boyfriend. With your husband, that, that's what you're supposed to be. But you know, I guess but you know what I think it, it was, Janelle. I think it was the fact that she wasn't skilled at it like she would like to be. Because when she was talking about it, she tried to. You know, I feel like convincing herself more than she was trying to convince me. Come have, come have her talk to me. Come, just, just, just give her my, just give her my information. <laughs> on my Facebook. Let, just, let, let me talk to her. Let me holler at her. Let me holler at her. Let, let me talk to her. Can I? Can I? Talk yeah, to I her. just feel like she wasn't confident in her skills. So she felt. I really. This is how I feel about her situation and about mm-hmm. people in in her situation. I feel like there's insecurities about the skills that you have, and you can't please your man, and you know that. So being that you're insecure about it, you allow him. To basically step out of your relationship when he needs to be satisfied in a way that you're not. But there's always a way around it. Because if there's something, if I, if my man is telling me, well, uh, yeah, it was all right, it, but you know, da 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 da, you nip my, you nipped it, or you know, it wasn't a tight enough grip, or whatever the case may be. I'm gonna, baby, can you teach me? Because that's something that you exactly. should be able to do. Exactly. If you're in a committed relationship, or, or go, especially or go, if you're in a marriage. Or go, on, or go online, find out some people that can teach you how to do what you need to do. Because, again, I got the lessons. Does she need to, look, look, bring her my way. I, I'll teach her. <laughs> you know, I'm a great, look, I'm a, look first of all, I'm a, I'm a great teacher. And I can teach her how to do the damn thing. Just, just send her my way. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you know, uh, can we give a shout out to the the woman who won't give head to her to her uh, husband? Uh, kudos to you for getting a man to commit to you without giving him head. 
Uh, my I know. <laughs> yes, kudos. Yes, kudos. Somebody has to take a page from her book. Yes, absolutely. Maybe I need to stop giving hand. Then I can give me a hug. Yes. Kudos to her because she. Is that how you get them nowadays? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me though. <laughs> that is funny though. Uh, all right, so. Well, Kim, say is that? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, Before we uh, go off this topic. Mm-hmm. Is that a requirement for you in order for you to receive oral sex in a relationship? Oh, no. I, I think oral sex is of the devil. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm repulsed. I'm repulsed by it. I think it's terrible. Oh, my God. I, uh, I just I get the hives just by thinking about some woman violating my penis with her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, here's the kicker, guys. Here's the kicker to this whole not giving my husband oral sex. It was a requirement for her to get oral. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, you know what? Yes, it was a requirement Again, for her to receive oral. Is that how you do a marriage now? I'm just doing oral. I don't know what kind of marriage she was in, but... Every relationship hmm. I've been in, I got to go downtown. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. And I, and I, I don't know. She and got the, fact and I that, the fact that she had to get it, but she didn't mm-hmm. want to give it, it caused a lot of issues in their relationship. And that's why she agreed to let him stop giving her oral because she refused to give him oral. So they were basically doing stuff outside the marriage and then they that's when they came together and talked about it and agreed to have an open marriage I don't know what that is but I know the marriage was supposed to be sacred but that's when they agreed to have a quote unquote open marriage wait a minute it's open on her end too I guess so. I guess so. Oh, hell no. I guess so. That's exactly how she explained it to me. They have an open marriage. What the hell is... Excuse my language. I'm sorry. This just baffles me even to this day. I'm like, what the hell is an open marriage? A marriage is sacred. A marriage is between two people. What the hell is an open marriage? It's an oxymoron to me, if you will. It's an oxymoron. You still single. You still single. It's, it's a, really, really it's a, uh, oxy uh, and three times on the moron. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, wow. It's like, really, dude? <laughs> All right, so... So, so maybe y'all married, but y'all out of the world. That's just great. That's funny. All right, so, so I think it's it's time to go to the our last topic of the night. Okay, the last topic for tonight is uh, we kind of um, touched on it a little bit is marriage outdated and are you happier if you remain unmarried? Hey, woman, if you're out there, call in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't Go ahead, because I was about to say, I have, my sister is would be great for this topic. Oh, my God. My little sister, she is dead set against marriage. But she is in a long-term, happy relationship 
was I call him my brother. You know, I call him my brother in love because you know he's a great guy. And you know, at the end of the day, that's probably never gonna get married. <laughs> you know, and it's mainly because of her. Because let me tell you something: if she, if he ever thought she would say yes to a proposal, he would be on his knee in a New York minute. Okay, I know this about my brother in love. Okay, I know this. He would marry mm. her. But it's, but she's the one that's like. No, <laughs> I, look, I, but look, we're in a committed relationship, but I'm still independent. That's what that, that's that's exactly how she described it the other a few weeks ago when I was talking to her about it. She was like, "I'm in a committed relationship, but I'm a still independent person." I'm like, "Oh, excuse me." that's different. I've never met a woman that was opposed to marriages. It's always the men that's like. Well, yeah, baby, let's not mess up what we got. We already committed. I, I'm sorry, but I find that to be a crock of bull. Mm. I feel like, me personally, I do want to get married. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that the marriage would solidify the relationship, mm -hmm. but it shows a level of commitment in my eyes because, like I said, a marriage is sacred. And if you can commit to me by asking for my hand in marriage, then that means a lot to me. And I, I'm the opposite of your sister. I would say yes at the drop of a hat. If I'm if I'm there if I'm there and I'm ready for it, I would say yes. You, you, you want to hear something? You want to hear something messed up though? Uh, there was a situation where this guy was married to this. I mean, I'm sorry, he was dating this woman for like 12 years and she wanted to get married right and he would always mm -hmm. not want to get married not want to get married and then they got engaged like the last five years of the marriage and he kept pushing it off pushing it off so finally after 12 years of being with him she finally says you know what i can't do it no more and she breaks up with him so so he ends up uh, meeting another woman right afterwards and six months later he marries her <laughs> mm. So, you know, I will go on the warpath. <laughs> he fell in love, <laughs> you know, and he ends up marrying the woman after six months. He knew that was the one he wanted to marry. You know what? I probably would. I, I would be upset, but I probably wouldn't be outrageously upset. Like, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't raise hell, basically. But I would just ask him. Why did you waste 12 years of my life? Why would you do that? You knew what I wanted. Obviously, I wasn't the one for you, and you knew that because you didn't want to marry me. So why would you waste 12 years of my life? That's what I would want to know. But you know what? I just because posted the status about this earlier today, Lauren, is that we as men are dumb. Men are dumb. Men are dumb. We as women have to set the standard. If we allow them to stay, it, it, please believe, if she had never broken up with him, they would have been together forever, probably. And so he was looking look, tired of the, the, the going through the madness. But at the end of the day, she had every recourse to break things off before 12 years. She could have, look, it could have been after 12 months. I like, you ain't giving me what I need. I'm done. You know, she could have had that standard, but she did not. And she let it get to be 12 years instead. And, you know, but at the end of the day, you had you you know at the end of the day she could have she could have set that situation up a lot differently. Now don't get me wrong, am I condoning the man in this whole situation? No, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, men are dumb and women have to be smarter than that. 
and we have to set the standard and say, okay, no, 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 after a certain amount of year, two years, if you're not going in this direction, I have to, I have to go and just be done. I take great exception. Right. I take great exception to the men are dumb because I'm a man and I, <laughs> I show ain't dumb. You're, hey, 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 you're a man. You're dumb. Get over it. Whatever. I'm the smartest <laughs> Negro you know. <laughs> Just because you're smart does not mean you are dumb. That you Whatever. are not dumb. Because we're talking about in terms of the we're talking about in terms of the cavemen. Y'all are cavemen. Y'all are dumb to be sure. It's not about sure. You you can be a genius and you are still dumb mm-hmm. to be sure. <laughs> Men are dumb and women. We have to set the standard. That's just how it is. Just real talk. We are the prize. We have to set the standard of what we want and what we don't want and stop making excuses and letting guys get a pass on being dysfunctional. It's, it's not cool. It's not about being imperfect. It's about dysfunction and imperfect is two different things. Somebody not perfect is one thing, but it's, if it's just dysfunction, if it's just not right, we have to learn how to, ex- again, do we, do, we keep, do we keep living with cancer year after year or we cut it out? When we find out we got it, we cut it out. Come on, it's just, that's just simple. <laughs> you don't stick around with a guy who's not looking to commit to you after a certain amount of time if you want to be married. It's just that simple. Now, like I said, with my sister, for example, she don't she want a guy to not want to get married. That's fine for her. But if you a woman that want to be married, then you ha- then then you have to have a, a be of a marriage mind. And if you are, then you have to be with a man that's of a marriage mind. Point blank in the period, and you have to have a certain standard to to, to, to govern yourself by. Otherwise, you're going to land yourself in a uh, dead end relationship, like your like that young lady you described. Twelve years in, no no marriage, no nothing, and she's you know, and she's heartbroken now because this guy had moved on, got married with someone else. And and and, and he's the dumb one. <laughs> and, he, and he after tw- and another thing, another reason why women have to take the reins too is because after twelve years, her eggs is not as good as they used to be. Hello, you better be said, look. You better keep on letting them eggs keep keep going to the next man. Okay, you cannot let them eggs get stale. What's this with that man? You got to keep moving. Hmm. Them eggs will get stale. <laughs> to be sure, after twelve years, the, but then, let me tell you something. His sperm probably still going strong. while your eggs? Is- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Y'all better stop wasting time with these dudes. Y'all eggs is not as viable as their sperm. Oh. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> better keep it moving, honey. Them eggs need to be fresh to make them babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know her Lifetime movie be uh, 12 years just a girlfriend. And then twelve years, and then and then twelve years, her egg was boiling. Her egg was boiling, boiling, and now look, now they hard, now they hard boiled. They just are mm. so sad. <laughs> Real soft. You better stop wasting your time, girl. Well, I personally do not think that marriage is unrated. I mean, I'm sorry, it's overrated. No. Uh, I believe that it's sacred and it's a commitment that a husband, and, well, uh, a man and a woman have to commit to if, you know, the love is there and everything that, you know, if everything adds up and the relationship is good and you guys agree that you want to make that commitment 
by all means, let the wedding bells ring. Mm -hmm. Me personally, my opinion, I would be happier in a marriage versus remaining unmarried. I want to have the wedding bells and the wedding dress and and the the hair, the makeup, my man waiting for me at the altar to basically give his life to me and mine to to him. I I want I want all of that. I want the whole nine. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. I'm still young. I'm 23 years old. I have time to to spare. Yeah, I eventually do want the marriage and the kids and the picket fence and all that. Well, I wish you luck in that, Lauren, because you deserve it. And, you know, <laughs> women like me, you know, they've got 37 and still haven't been married. So, yeah, but, I, but do I feel... Uh, believe in marriage? Yes, I do. Do I still want to be married? Absolutely. Um, and uh, but I also believe that you know, I, if I don't, if I don't, if the right opportunity does not present itself, I'm not going to force anything. I think people do right. that sometimes. They get they get to a certain age and they think, oh, well, I haven't been married yet. Let me just accept any old thing. No, that's just not me. <laughs> I refuse. Right. And I be married to the right person then I will just, you know, see you next lifetime, boo. Because <laughs> what I'm not going to do is be in an unhappy marriage in this lifetime. It's not going to happen. Right. What about you, Kente? Um, I believe in marriage, too. I, I You know, uh, I want to be married. I want to have the kids. I want to do all that good stuff. So I, I definitely, I believe in it, and I think that it's, not, I think it's the this culture we live in now where they want to get rid of gender roles. They want to get rid of marriage. They want to say marriage is lame. We're, that's so 1920s. Like, you know, I, I feel like... <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, there, no, no. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to be married. We're supposed to, you know, I think all of this stuff is uh, where it's at. So I, I think that... Uh, um, I, I, I'm maybe I'm old school. I guess I'm old school. But uh, yeah, I, I I believe I still believe. I believe I can fly as well, and I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Please don't start quoting him. <laughs> and, 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 and at the end of the show, I do have something to say about him, by the way. But and that whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, for for me, I didn't know that marriage. The, the right marriage, you know, works wonders, and not just for those two people in the marriage, but the the, the community that that marriage is in. It's, you know, just it's just a community building thing, you know, to have a right marriage because wrong marriage breaks down communities. You know, this is why I want to be um, a, a marriage and family. You know, I want to be a family and marriage therapist. You know, when I become licensed, I want to counsel couples because I feel like, you know, we do need more opportunities to talk and resolve conflict within marriages so that we can heal marriages and have better community, better communities all the way across the board. I really believe in that. So, and I just think that people, 
don't value the same things that they used to value anymore, and it, and it, and it breaks down families and, and marriages. It really is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those weird, rare times on this show where we all agree. Wow. <laughs> That's oh my amazing. god! <laughs> yeah, it's oh yeah. I love uh, Facebook. It says new child support card controls what mothers can buy with child support money. <laughs> wow, that is freaking crazy. Is it, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that is crazy. All right, so child support. Yep, a sore subject on that note, but that's a good one. We should talk about another time. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, since we're at, we're at the end of the show, I do want to say a little something about the whole uh, R. Kelly thing, and it, it pains me to say this because I I can't you know have I liked his music? Of course, you know he's you know fantastic songwriter and musician or whatever. But he's a you know a, a jerk of a person and someone who really needs his ass whooped, right? Mm-hmm. But I gotta kind of call some BS on the whole this whole scandal or whatever because you know uh, I hate to say it, but you know what it sounds like—the things that they're accusing him of—sounds like what Hugh Hefner does. Doesn't he? Have, like, I'm sorry. You said it sounds like what? Isn't it what exactly what Hugh Hefner does, and he's applauded for it? He he's yes, a, absolutely. Old, yes, old dirty man. Yes, who has a mansion? He keeps a bunch of young girls there at his beck and call. I mean, like it's the same freaking thing. And I, you know, and I hate to because it sounds like I'm defending R. Kelly, but I just find it funny when the media decides who they think is a dirtbag and who's not it's like Hugh Hefner is Mr. Cool and he's old and he got a bunch of young girls and it's like you know he's awesome and then you know R. Kelly is running a sex cult I think Charlie Sheen doesn't he do the same freaking thing and he has HIV yeah. and you know and he's you yeah, know but, but of course Usher but of course Usher has been maligned in the media for having herpes you know right and, oh, right. Right. right and and uh and Charlie Sheen has the worst of uh, <laughs> if there was a, a if there was an STD if STD was poker Charlie Sheen's hand would win against Usher's hand <laughs> I call your herpes and I raise you uh, HIV <laughs> Exactly. But it's, it's just funny. The media is hilarious. And believe me, if you're listening to this, I am not defending R. Kelly at all. Right. Because I've said this many a times. He's a dirtbag. You know? But right. But it's like, you know what? When people want to be so upset with R. Kelly, you know, you know, it's the same thing that, uh, like, the things that they're, some of the things they're accusing uh, Bill Cosby of, uh, he was... First of all, the thing that they're trying to put him in jail over, one of the things, he was at the Playboy Mansion, you know? It was like... Exactly. What the hell was a 15-year-old girl at a Playboy Mansion uh, sex party? You know? It's like, uh, it just seems... It it seems hilarious to me, but, um, you know... Now, me, if my daughter was at somebody's 
house like that, whether it was whether she was being, you know, brainwashed or she just wanted to be there, I'd kick in that dough. I go get my little girl, you know, against her will. Right, Daddy, because people say, well, she's 21. She can make up her own mind, which is true. It's not illegal, but shit. (laughs) <laughs> that's my little girl <laughs> my little girl I wish they would stop me did you see her interview I seen both of her interviews the one, the funny one was the first one where she's all like oh this is BS this is not I'm not here against my will and she's in like this room or something and then they go then, then, then the guy goes so you can leave at any time well um I'm not ready to answer that <laughs> <laughs> Or anybody, where are you? Are you in Atlanta? Or are you? She's like, oh, I don't. I'm not uh, I, I can't. That. I can't answer that. <laughs> then, then the next video, it's like she's in a park. She's like, see, I'm free. I'm in a park. You know. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you just make it work. Every time you do a video, you make it seem like you are. She literally looks like there's a, somebody with a gun right off to the side. We can't see them. You know, saying, you know, telling her what to say. <laughs> Exactly, it's not right? believable at all. But I just find it funny that they, you know that they like. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna take you to the park. You're gonna say how? Oh, I just decided to come to the park. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know exactly. Obviously, obviously someone. At the end of the day, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think she. I don't look. She's there because she wants to be there, just like any of Hugh Hefner's women. <laughs> she right. wants to be there. She knows there's a certain benefit to be there. Um, and even if they are, even if there is some mistreatment, she's getting some kind of payoff, some kind of payoff for being there. So whatever it is, you know, that's between her and R. Kelly, I guess. <laughs> Remember, he is now the he is the Pied Piper of R and B. So <laughs> is he so, ever? So yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, and in the, in the next video, she's gonna be trapped in the closet. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> she's gonna be, she's gonna be doing one of those Blair Witch projects. She's gonna be singing over an R and B beat. Like I'm in the closet, and I'm trying to be quiet. You can't hear me. Finally, I think I think she's gonna do. I think she's gonna do one of those Blair Witch Project. I don't know if you remember the snot bubble scene, where she's uh, like, <laughs> like, oh my god, he's he's at the door. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Oh that's funny, but yes, it's like you said, it's it's not. It's media is a trip, and you know, R. Kelly is our Hugh Hefner, and we look. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is what he is. He is what he is. Oh, man. There's a video. Oh, my God. Let me see if I can play this clip because I can't do it justice okay. by. Uh, um, wait, let me see if I can find it. I, it's, okay. I shouldn't laugh, but it's kind of low key funny, though. Uh, oh, here you go. R. Kelly interview. Okay, let me see if I can find it. This is hilarious. You've probably seen this. Uh, where is it at? Where is it at? R. Kelly interview. Uh, all right, let me see if I can play this. Come on, now my computer is going to act like a jerk. Uh, uh, where's it at? I know it's here. Uh, 
I probably should just look at my history. Because I just seen it. Oh, man. Really? And I also want to say, too, about the whole Usher thing that, you know, I, I mean, the more I read, I was like, what? Green stuff shooting out of his penis? I'm like, green? Yeah. Who? Like some kind of gremlin or something? Like, green? What? Uh, really? <laughs> green? Like, but, oh you know, God. they have this, um, this new product where... Well, you actually saw it shooting out of his penis? No. You know? You said, if I, did I see something shooting out of Usher's penis? Did they show a, a video of it, or was it just written? No, it was written that this was what the lady said in, um, in her, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was a deposition or just in a statement that she made about the sexual experience with Usher, but yeah. Oh my goodness! Like she, well, they she, have like this new. Uh, mm -hmm. They have this um, new male enhancement, and I only know about it because I watch porn, and I was on one of my one of my um, porn sites, and they have a new male enhancement, and it's like a. It's like a, it's green, but it's like. It's like a. a penis rub I guess you can call it because you rub it on your penis and it's supposed to enhance your sexual experience oh wow but I don't know if it was shooting out of his penis then that's that's, that's a different story that, yeah exactly that is ridiculous that's gross yeah <laughs> it really is uh, and she was paying I guess I don't know like, if she was paid to keep filing or or paid because of her, you know, her health for health reasons or whatever have you. But yes, and now she's trying to come back for more money. So I'm like, oh my gosh. How old are we talking? Boy, if you Did you find it, Kente? Yeah, I did find it. Let's see if you guys can hear it. Like teenage girls. Hold on, say it. Uh, totally fail here. It is a failure. Hold on a second. All right, so let's do this. Uh, let's, You're watching The Breakfast Club. Let's do this. All right, so let's start off with you, um, uh, Lauren. How can uh, people get you in social media and all that stuff? And, and give us some last words. Well, I can be reached on Facebook at um, Lauren Kendrick on Facebook. And this, uh, that's actually the only social media that I, I just can't for the life of me figure out how to do Twitter. So I don't do that. <laughs> but um, I feel like this was a good show. It like was very informative and girls. a lot of great opinion about it. and I do appreciate my, my other co-host 
and their opinions as well. And I look forward to the next show with you guys. What about you, Janelle? I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for listening to all the listeners, viewers, um, and how much I enjoy always participating on the Spotlight Underground and to keep the show coming because I love, you know, participating and talking and, you know, it's always great to chop it up with Lauren and Kente, so I'm here for it. Just keep on, you know, I just want to keep on trucking, and I hope that you all keep enjoying the show as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you guys. It's so funny you said keep yeah. on. It's so funny you said keep on trucking. Because, Why is that? <laughs> because uh, Lauren didn't know uh, that song by uh, Eddie Kendrick. <laughs> really? Oh, poor, my poor, my poor young, my poor young sweetheart. I was like, Listen, really? me and Kente have these debates all the time. I am young, and he is older than me, and he does listen to music that's uh, um, before his generation. Therefore, I don't be knowing what he talks about sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I, I do my research, and I'll Google some things and YouTube some things, and it's actually really good music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, love, love, we wouldn't steer you wrong. We know the good music. I think it's just funny, though, <laughs> that he said keep on trucking because we were not that long ago we were talking about it. She's like, what song is that? I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> well, don't do me that way. I didn't grow up listening but to you said that you that kind of music. knew who Eddie Kendricks was. You said that it's... Uh, you said you had a special connection to him and you didn't know his most famous popular song as a solo artist. No, Kente, listen. <laughs> Technically, I'm not related to him. Technically, my aunt is related to him. I do know the work he did with The Temptations only because of the movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just keep, just keep digging that hole. Just keep digging that hole. Oh. See, I y'all stop laughing at my expense, okay? I don't know. But no, but I, I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, but you know, that's your homework uh, is to listen to a bunch of Eddie Kendrick songs and uh, come back and school us on Eddie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, you can get me at uh, Kente F on Twitter, and of course, you can go to our website, indieradio.org. Uh, we will be back next week with an all new episode, some great topics, I'm sure. And uh, you guys keep the faith, and God bless, and we'll see you right back here. <laughs>